It was the first seminar class of the semester, and they only happen once a month, and it's very important you were there. And I remember texting my husband, and I said, I'm in so much pain, and I don't know if I can go, because I, I had no idea what a contraction was, right? I figured it out pretty quickly that day that, that that's what was going on. And so I got in the car, and I drove to class. And I sat there in active labor for three hours through the pain. And I, I thought to myself, it's going to be less painful for me to sit here in labor than leave this seminar class, this, this mandatory seminar class, and try to make it up afterwards. I really believe that. And then I left the class, I went home, and then I immediately went to the hospital and I gave birth that night. That's Andrea DeCesserdi, a master's student in sociology. Her story might sound extreme, but for grad student parents, difficult choices and self-sacrifice are all too familiar. Today on Grad School Confidential, we'll listen to Andrea's story. We hope it reassures parents that they're not alone in finding this hard. And we hope it helps everyone else to understand just how big those challenges are. Grad School Confidential, a podcast about the unglamorous, sometimes bewildering, life of a grad student. I'm Rob Desjardins. And this is Simon Varghese. Hi, Simon. Hi, Rob. So what do you make of that story? Well, it's even hard to fathom what it would be like to go to a seminar in labor because you're so scared of the consequences. Um, And even though not everyone has such an extreme story, I think many students are often sacrificing their well-being because they feel they have no choice. Uh, And graduate programs often are just not set up to support students in the way they need. Yeah. And this was just part of a larger discussion uh, in which Andrea kept us captivated. Let's listen to her story from the beginning. My husband and I are both very ambitious people. He was actually pursuing a surgical residency at the time, which meant that he was absolutely never home. Um, And I was pursuing a Master of Social Work with every intention of going on to pursue a PhD afterwards. I had not even been married uh, a year when I found out I was pregnant. Despite precautions that we had been taking, um, I still ended up pregnant. And it was a huge shock and it was a a huge adjustment. Um, And my first thought was that my career was over. And my second thought was that I was going to have to drop out of school. I remember crying in in the parking lot saying, my life is over. Before I even told my family, I told my department I was pregnant. But I went to them and I said, you know, I'm pregnant, I need a plan, I refuse to drop out of school because I'm pregnant. It's just, that's ridiculous and I'm not spending another year. Um, I'm not going to lose, you know, the entire progress of my degree. And they told me that it wouldn't be fair to my placement agency to take time off. It wouldn't be fair. I guess another way of putting that is programs often aren't built to accommodate the needs of parents. And everywhere Andrea turned, she seemed to find barriers. The department, I felt, was so 
unwilling to work with me and created such a difficult environment for me. Yeah, and I had no money. I had no way to access childcare. I had no resources. And in order to finish the degree, because I had to physically be there for the placement hours, I took that kid in with me every day. I strapped him to me and I took him in with me. I took him in a stroller uh, to do my case notes. And if I didn't have that one individual supervisor who was there to say, this is okay and this is an unprofessional and we can work with this, I would have dropped out of school. Because the system's not built for that, right? If you don't have someone that's kind of willing to make their life a little bit more inconvenient, it's really difficult to make it through. Okay, so how familiar would this sound to many parents? Yeah, I think a lot of parents would probably agree that the system is not built for it. Uh, And there was a study back in 2009 that looked at this specifically, uh, and it kind of found three patterns. Uh, One, that universities just don't have a lot of supports tailored to grad student parents. Um, Secondly, that faculty really have limited knowledge about what supports exist for those students and don't really have any training on how to support them. Uh, And then finally, that departments accommodate grad student parents on a case-by-case basis, as opposed to having policies and practices in place. And that's something we heard about from another grad student. Jillian Ames is an Indigenous housing researcher who came to grad school from the workforce. She received great support, uh, but once again, it was from a supervisor who could relate to her situation. I have a great supervisor. He has two children. Um, I think his first was born towards the end of his PhD. So he was at the outset when I was applying, he was like, I get it. You know, you'll have my support. There's always flexibility. And uh, that flexibility really mattered. The pressure to be on campus or being on for 40 hours a week as a student. That's the mindset I went in with at the beginning, but it very quickly went out the window with my child and I was, you know, like needing to have a nap after getting up with her and that kind of thing. So parents often have to count on finding someone sympathetic uh, to get some flexibility. Exactly. And while those individuals who are accommodating can make a huge difference for students, uh, the lack of policies and practices are a problem. The study found flexibility becomes inconsistent for parents depending on the leniency of the department or supervisor. So while that wasn't so much the case for Jillian, some students might feel like they're asking for a favor, uh, which can put them in a vulnerable position, as opposed to just having a policy in place that addresses these needs. Okay, so let's fast forward a few years. Um, Andrea is now in her second master's degree, and her son is four years old. And while some of her circumstances have changed, many of the struggles remain. If your child is sick, it kind of completely upends your life. So a big thing for me this semester, this year has been, you know, you always have a 30% chance of not being able to show up to that meeting you scheduled, right? And I think that's the right thing to do. If your kid is sick, you got to keep them home. But it's very difficult for me because it, I feel as though it makes me look like I'm unreliable and I'm flighty. Because I schedule these meetings weeks and months in advance, and then I have to cancel them, right? Because I have to stay home with with my son. Now, ironically, uh, Andrea's son was sick the day of our interview with her. Um, Take a listen to what happened when she started telling her story. I found that I was pregnant, I think it was on New Year's Day, actually. And it was, 
You know what? I'm so sorry to do this. I can't even focus because I'm gonna cry, sorry. I can just hear him yelling and I just, there's just no. It's just another thing I can't do, you know? Can we do this another day? I can't. It's hard. And someone, in moments like this, you can just feel how overwhelming it must be. Um, Andrea actually suggested that we include this in the podcast because it so accurately reflected the struggles she faces. Yeah, you really get a glimpse of how much pressure she must be under. There are so many factors out of your control when you're a parent that can directly impact your ability to show up the way you want. I think one of the reasons being a grad student parent, and particularly a mother, can be so stressful is they often experience role conflict, and that can create cognitive dissonance. So in other words, it can feel like there's this huge incompatibility between their values, their emotions, interests, and behaviors. Studies show that when we have more cognitive dissonance, we tend to feel more tense, more distressed, it can really affect our performance, it can cause absenteeism, it might contribute to why grad student mothers frequently think about leaving school. Um, We also know that grad student mothers often experience guilt and shame, and many of them get caught up in this cycle of guilt where they don't think they're studying enough because of family obligations, and they also feel guilty for not spending more time with their kids. So it's really easy to feel like you're failing or not good enough when you're not able to show up the way you want, both as a parent and as a student, particularly when there's all types of unrealistic societal standards about what an ideal mother should look like. And I imagine uh, it's especially hard when most of your colleagues aren't parents. Um, They might not understand how much of an emotional load parents are carrying. Andrea also talked about just how much more work it is. The way I explain it to my cohort is I wake up in the morning, I have to do two hours of labor before I can even start my academic work. Like that's the best way I can explain it. I don't know everybody else's situation. You know, a lot of people have to work outside of school now, but that's the best way that I can kind of explain to people that don't have kids how it works. Now, here's something else they may not know. Being a parent has an upside in grad school. Here's Jillian. Your priorities are just are so crystal clear, really to, to be able to focus on what's most important, to be able to, to delegate and ask for help, and also just multitasking. Yeah, they say that you're not, it's not actually a good form of um, productivity, but as a parent, you have no choice. And just the overall kind of resiliency, you know, when, when the stuff hits the fan, you have the capacity to deal with it because as a parent, you just deal with so much on a day-to-day basis that it's just like, okay, well, let's we're going to get through this because that's what we do. And Simon, uh, Jillian reminded us of another hidden benefit. Um, in her case, being a parent really inspires her to pursue good research. My research is with, with housing, and we have experienced housing insecurity. Um, We were evicted when I was, rent evicted when I was eight months pregnant with her and then we had to move across provinces at the last minute Uh, and then I went into labor the next day. So I feel like my, my personal life, my family life makes my work feel all the more important 
and I'm really in it in grad school in a good way, you know, in a, in a um, kind of igniting way. It, it helps fuel my, my passion for, for the research that I'm doing. All right, so this is a complicated business. But what is clear um, is that parents who are grad students do face significant challenges. So what can universities do to help? So I figure we should go to the source for the suggestions. So a couple of grad student mothers wrote an article, and we'll link to that on our website. But they gave four suggestions. Uh, first, allow flexibility, especially in times of illness or, or increased stress. So this is something we heard both Andrea and Jillian talk about. Uh, but again, this needs to be across the board and not just up to the discretion of the supervisor you happen to have. Uh, secondly, advocate for childcare funding. Childcare is expensive and grad students often struggle to make ends meet. This, of course, affects their well-being and their productivity. Uh, the third suggestion is really highlighting the strengths of grad students with children. Instead of thinking of it as an extra burden that grad student parents have, Think about how they bring different perspectives and different experiences that can really diversify how people are thinking and working. We also heard from Jillian, who talked about how her experiences with her family and child really motivates her and ignites the research. Uh, so there's definitely an upside to having grad student parents. And finally, cultivate departments that are welcoming and affirming. So that could be explicit things or implicit things. Uh, so policies, uh, communications, the culture of the department, and even having spaces such as feeding and caring spaces. So really, it's about being more intentional in creating an inclusive culture for parents. Yeah, these systemic pieces are so important because um, otherwise students are left to their own devices and that can bring in a lot of inequity. Here's Andrea. I do find being older now, you know, and this is my second go around at grad school, having more resources, I am able to advocate for myself in a way I was not able to do for my first graduate degree. I would no longer sit in class for three hours in active labor. Like I've kind of reached a point in my life where I have the agency to do so, um, but not a lot of students do, right? What happens to people that don't have as much agency as I do? What happens to people that don't happen to have that connection and that support system when the institution has failed to protect them and advocate for them? So, Simon, again, uh, we see the importance of having policies in place to accommodate parents. Definitely. A lot of parents aren't in a position to advocate for themselves, and they may not even know how, and they shouldn't have to. Advocacy is an empowering skill, but it's not appropriate that it's the only way to get support from a university. It's hard for students to ask for help or accommodation. They might worry about how they're perceived. They can feel really guilty. Uh, they may also just not have the knowledge or resources to advocate. So again, we see that need for transparent policies, a more educated staff, and an affirming environment. And any words of uh, advice or encouragement for parents who might be struggling right now? Being a grad student is really demanding, and being a parent is really demanding. So it's definitely okay to admit that you're struggling, and it's often necessary to ask for help when you need it, whether that's from family or friends or the university. If you're feeling guilty, look at it as a sign of how much you care. You wouldn't be feeling this way if you didn't care so much about your family uh, and your schooling. And in this whole process, be gentle with yourself. Grad students are often perfectionists, often self-critical, uh, but these rigid standards don't always serve us. 
be realistic in knowing there's only so many hours in a day and we all have a finite capacity. It's really crucial to take care of yourself. You shouldn't have to give up your well-being to be a student uh, or a parent. If you don't take care of yourself, it's really hard to do anything well. So I would just say invite some empathy and compassion for yourself. Recognize how hard this really is and know that you are doing good enough and that you are enough. And that's it for another edition of Grad School Confidential. For resources on parenting while you're studying, check out our website, uab.ca forward slash GSC. If you have questions or would like to suggest a show topic, you can write to us, gradschoolconfidential at ualberta.ca. Grad School Confidential is a production of Counseling and Clinical Services at the University of Alberta.